Ladies and gentlemen, good evening, dear friends. Welcome to another edition of Jesus is the Answer with Kathy Eka Kundenjingum. I am an ambassador of Christ Jesus and I am your host. Good evening. Welcome. How are you all doing? Hope you're fine. We thank God for life. It's Wednesday and it's Thanksgiving service. We give God all the glory. Father Lord, before we dive into today's message, we welcome your presence. We glorify you. We honor you. 
Father, take all the glory. We thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to come into your presence, to worship you, and to give you thanks, praise, and adoration. Take over me, Holy Spirit, less of me and more of you. Father, anyone who is meant to be here, bring them, O Lord. Touch them, Father, Lord. Give them a heart of flesh and take away a heart of stone. That as they listen to the message, they should not harden their hearts, but hear your word and act on it. Father, cover us all with your precious blood, blood of Jesus, and grant your children testimony in Jesus' mighty name. We have prayed. Amen and amen. Let me adjust myself. So, hope you are all doing well. God is faithful. God is faithful. I wish to see you all someday, you my faithful listeners. <laughs> I wish to see you all someday. But we have to do it the way God wants us to do. We have to obey God. This is, this is how he wants me to do it for now. Just believe in him. I know you also wish to see me, for those of you who don't know me. right? I know you also wish to see me someday and meet me and know me. But God will do it at his right time. But for now, just keep trusting in him, believing in him, and listen to the messages. If he has brought you here, stay here. Stay connected. Listen to the messages. Read your Bible. Pray. Remain in God's presence. Stay away from sin. So um, I was reading the book of Luke this morning. I was reading chapter 8. And uh, I got to verse 11. Let me read it because our message for today is coming from there. Today's message is titled Self-Proclaim Righteousness. I heard that clearly when I was reading the book of Luke. So I will start from verses 9. Luke 18 verses 9 to 11. Then Jesus told this story to some who had great confidence. In their own righteousness and scold everyone else two men went to the temple to pray one was a pharisee and the other was a despised tax collector the pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer i thank you god that i am not a sinner like everyone else for i don't cheat I don't sin and I don't commit adultery. I am certainly not like the tax collector. Amen. Amen. I am certainly not like the tax collector. He didn't only say he's not a cheat, he's not a liar, he's not a sinner. He doesn't commit adultery. He went further to condemn somebody else. And while I was reading it, while while I was reading it, I was, this is where I was and I heard this. He said, I, I read, the Pharisee stood by himself and prayed this prayer. I thank you, God, that I am not a sinner like everyone else, for I don't cheat. That is why I heard self. I didn't even finish it. While I was still reading, I heard self. The, the word I heard really was self-acclaimed 
righteousness. Excuse me, the word I heard was self-acclaimed righteousness. And when I went to look it up, what it means, I know it was talking of somebody claiming, right? And then I, I saw proclaim, self-acclaim or self-proclaim. So I decided to, when I, I looked at the meaning of proclaim, it breaks it down so well. And I was like, let me go with the self-proclaim righteousness. This Pharisee did not only praise himself, but he went further to condemn somebody. He went for that to condemn somebody. And a whole lot of people are victim, not victim. They are guilty of this. They do this. Oh, I'm not like this person. Me, I'm good to go. You know me, I don't tell lies. You know me, I'm very honest. I'm a straight person. I tell you how it is. Yes. Yes. There are so many people who say this, who say, oh, no, they are good to go. They are fine. But they condemn other people. Oh, I'm not like that one. Oh, do you think I'm like that? Your friend who is not a lawyer friend, your friend who always lies. They're your friend who is never there for you. But look at me. You don't just say it. You also condemn people. Who are you? Who has given you the right to look at somebody, judge them, condemn them. Isaiah 64, 6 says, We are all infected. No, let me read this other version. I want to read another version. Just a minute. I have several versions, but this one really got me the new international version says Isaiah 64 6 the new international version say all of us have become like one who is unclean and all our righteous act as like filthy rags we shall all strive up like a leaf we shall all shrivel up like a leaf and like the wind our sins sweep us away. Let me take it again. Isaiah 64, 6. All of us have become like one who is unclean. And all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. That is what I want you to get. Filthy rags. Your righteous act, you will think, oh, you are so righteous. You are good. Probably because God laid in your heart to help somebody. You help them. Probably because... um. People did something at your place of work and you were not involved. And now you are condemning them. Oh, those ones are plotted. They, they came together and they wrote a letter about our boss, for our boss to be dismissed. I'm not like them. I'm an honest person. Those your righteous acts are before God like filthy rats. None of us is righteous. The Bible says clearly, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And we continue to sin. All we need to do is to go before God. Keep asking him to forgive us. 
keep seeking repentance on daily basis i go before god no once no twice no three times i go before and say father forgive me of my sins i might not say the whole salvation prayer as you know but i use this my mouth to confess and say father forgive me of my sins the ones i've committed knowingly or unknowingly in my thoughts in my act in any way even looking at somebody there's a way you look at somebody like your eyes if you have your way to even squeeze their neck there's a way you look at somebody in a mean way so i go before god and i say you might you can do it unconsciously like probably that person hits you like even in the supermarket or for example and somebody just hit you or you are rushing and you expect them to give way and they know you just look at them in a certain way like but they don't know if you don't speak they can't read your mind they don't know you are in a rush and you make that person feel like what have i done you make them feel bad they start wondering did they do something they don't even know you from anywhere and they'll go before their father and they cry father the way that person look at me today like I'm nothing. Like I don't want anything. You know, there's a way you look at somebody. You look at them from up to toe, from their head to their toe. Like you beat them, you naked them. It's just the way you stare at them. And you make them feel bad. And they'll go before God and ask questions. So I pray and I ask God. I am not righteous. I can't come here and be telling you people because I'm a woman of God. Oh, I'm righteous. I don't sin. No. No one is above sin. That would be self-proclaimed self righteousness. If I come here and I tell you that, oh, listen, I'm like this. This is how I live. I do my best to stay away from sin. I do my best to practice the things I preach. I do my best to stay in God's presence. And this is not about somebody. It's about me. Because I know I'm going to give an account of my life someday before Father. Even before I say it. He will look at me and he will tell me. So I will not even need to go there and be recounting. I did this. He has a record already. So when I stand before him. I should stand clean. Not that he will say depart from me. I know you not. So if you are doing this, it's not for somebody. You are not doing it for anybody. It's not for sure. You are doing this for yourself. So that when you go back, your father will say, Welcome, my good and faithful servant. So if you are that one who is fond of self-proclaimed righteousness, know that those kind act of you, those righteous act of you are before God like filthy rags. They are before God like filthy rags. What you should be doing is, is go before him. Keep asking him to, to forgive you of your sins. Repent. Repent. I've told you people of this. I think I preached about it a couple of weeks ago. I shared with you people that I was at work and I was talking with my colleague. And we're talking about... So what really happened was um, a day before that, we're coming back from my city, from the city and my husband. And uh, there was traffic. 
right? And I was like, wow, look at people. There was hole up, or they call it hole up, or what they call it. So I was like, look at people with beautiful cars. In German, they would say, Stau, like, there was hole up on the road. So I was like, wow, look at people with beautiful cars. You see people with big, expensive cars. Like, what do these people do? Why do they have money to buy all of these? And he was like, some of them are doing business. He just signed. He said, ah, they are doing their business. I said, what type of business? So the following day, I went to work and, and my colleague were talking. And we started talking and I shared it with her. And she said, yes. And those of us who are living right, trying to do the right thing, right? We work and the, the cut, all our money goes, you know, to paying tax, pay this tax, pay this tax. Like you work and they cut everything. At the end of the day, you really don't even have anything to show for. And we say life is at times unfair. And I heard God say, why speak like an unbeliever? And I was like, whoops, as I'm in trouble. I said, Father, forgive me. I am sorry. So I thought the rebuke was for me alone. But then I was hesitating. Something I shared with her. Then I later on opened up. I shared with her. After we sat, when I shared with her, I said, this is what God is saying. God is rebuking me. He's asking me that why do I speak like an unrighteous person? And she was like, wow. She said, you know me, I'm not really a strong believer like this. I've told you before. I even don't even pray. Right? But this thing you just said has put fear in me. Fear not in a negative way. In a good way that God is letting us know that he listens to our conversation. Even your deepest thought. Even when you go and commit that act at night, God is there. He's watching. He knows it all. He knows it. And the message I got yesterday, I was pondering on this. And the message I got yesterday was, uh, I got this verse, Proverbs 14, 12. That says, there's a path that seems right to man, but that leads to death. And it's true. Some of those people, you don't know what they are doing before they, they get money, that they are living big. Some of them are living as fugitive. They are not free because of probably a crime they have committed. Not everybody. There are people who have their clean money. They have, you know, it's not everybody who is driving a big car. It's not happy. No. There are people who inherited properties from their Oh, 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 pass. There are people who are hard, they're hard, hard, hard working people who've made business. They are into business. There are people who are in real estate. There are people who are doing things. There are people who are shareholders. There are some who are medical doctors. There are some who are engineers. It's not everybody. But what is the bottom line here? The bottom line is don't look at somebody's thing and you wish to have the life they have. There is nothing wrong with you wishing to have a good life, a better life. But pray to God. Take it to God in prayers. Because when you start wishing those for those things, the devil will come and present it to you. He will come and give you an, an offer. And it will seem so right, so good. But there is a trap and it will lead, lead to your death. Amen. The devil will come and give you an order. Uh, sorry, an offer that will lead to your death. He might even come and say, oh, these people are doing this. Why don't you go and meet this person? Oh, there's this person who they say is selling drugs. Go and meet them. Or you can also, you know, start doing illegal things. That's just an example. 
You know, they say an idol's man. Mine is a devil's workshop. When you are idle, you start thinking, oh, I saw this person driving this car last night. I want to be like them. Why can't I have this type of car? Why can't I? The devil start dropping such thoughts. And before you know it, you buy it. If you are not careful, that is it. You find yourself in prison. You, are live, you, you find yourself, you are a shadow of yourself. Keep asking God for that better life that you so wish, for that thing that you so desire. And when you ask him, trust, believe in him. One day he will answer you. One day he will answer you. Keep going before him. Keep asking him. Say, Father, this is what I need. Bless me. Bless the hands of my, my the works of my hands. There is no way God will not answer you. He won't leave you forever. He will say, oh, my daughter deserves it. My son has worked so hard. Let me bless this, my son. Let me bless this, my daughter. He's a faithful father. If you have your Bible, go to the book of Luke. Luke 18.5. Oh, what's wrong with my internet now? It's kind of slow. Oh, Lord. Just a minute. Uh-oh. What did I do? Which book did I open? No. Single back to Isaiah. Oh, time. Okay. My internet is acting up, so I'll just tell you guys what is in Luke 18 5 so there is this woman who kept going to a judge asking for justice she kept going to the judge asking for justice and uh, the judge neither fear God nor man he neither fear God nor man so he was so full of himself but this woman kept pestering this man was a widow kept pestering him okay it has finally opened so let me read luke 18 i'll start verses 2 to verses 6 luke 18 2 to 6 there was a judge in a certain city he said who what there was a judge in a certain city who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, Give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant request. Amen. Amen. Then the Lord said, learn a lesson from this unjust judge. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. We should learn a lesson from him. It seemed like you going before God, asking him, believing him for something. 
God will certainly give it to you at the right time. The only thing is, we, the only thing with us is we don't have patience. When it's our waiting time, we don't want to wait. There is a waiting time in every circumstance, in every situation. In every case, there is a waiting time. I was listening to Josh Maya, the other, the apostle shared her, her preaching, one of her preaching. And Josh Maya was saying that um, when God called her, God promised her, God told her she's going to go around the world. Like how great she will be, how she will do this, she will do that. She thought it was going to happen immediately. It did not happen. Man, and that thing gave me courage. Like it strengthened me. That thing strengthened me. It gives me um, encouragement. Let me use that word. It gave me encouragement. She said when God called her and gave her all these promises, she thought like immediately things would start happening. No. But things did not happen. Every week she was holding Bible studies. I think she said every Tuesday or every Wednesday, I've forgotten. She was having Bible studies at her home for five good years. That was her waiting time. Like me now, I know what God told me. God told me that when he started taking me places, I should not be proud. Because he knew I will go places. He knew I will do things. Somebody had had a dream already. I shared with you people, a classmate of mine. She had a dream that she saw me. I came to Cameroon. I was having a program. And there were many people. Yeah, I would say Cameroon because she lives in Cameroon. The hall was packed full of people. I blessed water. I was casting out demons. And she came. And the first thing I asked her if she was safe. I've had an encounter with God. And he told me. He said, I'll never be broke again. I should sow a seed. I did. And he had in his hands two five euros. Five means grace. That is double grace. And a tap was running. That's how my wealth is going to be. Wealth without end. But that money is for me to make impact. Did you hear me? It's for me to make impact. It's not for me to sit on it. When the time comes, I want to go somewhere to make a program like I'm learning from my apostle. I'm not asking for anybody for money, for any contribution. Or say people should buy tickets. Am I selling the word of God? No. God has given me, provided the money for me. Rent a hall. Rent a venue. If possible, feed them like apostle is doing. And that's what Jesus did. He fed them spiritually and he gave them physical food. Buy food for them. Those who don't even have hotel, put them in hotels. Bless them spiritually again. Pray for them. Share the word of God with them. Those who don't have ticket, money for transport, give them. You want to amass all that word, keep it for your children, 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 fourth, fifth generation. People who come out of squander will not even know how, how it came about. No. 
That money is for you to make impact. When God gives you money, when you are rich, that money is for you to make impact. Help others. Now that I don't have the little I have, I share with people. Then when the money comes, I will sit as I want to do. What, what do I want to do? What then? Josmaya said she waited. And even after these five years, it didn't just start like this. It started step by step. But in all of this period of her waiting, she had patience. Because if you rush, you will spoil things. If you go out there when God has not sent you, my dear, you are risking, you are, <laughs> your life is at danger. This is not to put fear in you, you man of God, woman of God who is listening to me. But let it be that God has sent you. Just like Jesus told the disciples that they should not leave. They should wait until the Holy Spirit come. The gift that God has promised them. They should not leave Jerusalem, right? It was Jerusalem. They should not leave. They should wait until the gift that God has promised them. And if you read the book of Acts, he said, until the gift that God has promised them, they have received it, then can they go. And when they received the gift, the Holy Spirit came on them. They received it on Pentecost Day. After that, they started doing things. They prayed. People received Christ. They delivered people. They healed people. They were beaten. But that didn't stop them. Because what they were equipped. They could feel it. The anointing, the fire was burning. They have to give it out because they had God's protection. But if you want to do because others are doing, you can get killed. You have declared war. We were on God's side. We have declared war with the enemy, the devil. So he's there, he's watching. Any little mistake, he will come in and he will sweep you. So make sure that God sends you before you go out there. And when God sends you, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Don't say, no, I want to do it this way because I think like this is better. He has a reason. God told me to go and preach on the radio. Yeah, am I? Uncle. Apple Punkers, Spotify, they are all like radio because it's audio. I didn't say no, uh, I need to see. Even though I told you today, I wish to see you guys someday, at least to know those who are supporting the ministry, those who are my followers. There's nothing wrong with me wishing to meet you someday. But that will not take me now to, to go somewhere else and start preaching or go to, to Facebook where most people are going there to preach. God did not send me there. Then I'll be on my own. The messages that I preach, I don't preach them. I'm just a vessel. Then God will not be preaching there with me. I might even go there and be making a fool of myself. Because I keep telling people, I don't know these things. This is how I get my message. I'll be reading before, you know, God will drop something. Like today, that's how the message came today. I was just reading the book of Luke. 
So when you go to God, if you ask today, he has not given me, don't give up. Don't say, ah, God has not given me. He has not answered me. Why should I keep going? I'm tired. I'll do it my own way. Your way seems right. But it might lead to your death, to your destruction. You need patience. God told me, if you want to work for me, you need patience. Because his time is not ours. His ways are not ours. He might say, go this way. And he said, no, don't go again. Or he might say, wait. And he said, no, now is the time to go. Don't say no. But you told me that I should wait. I will start next year. Why are you telling me to go? That's why we have to be in the spirit. For those who are led by the spirit are sons of God. You have to be led by the spirit of God. Amen. So let's stay focused. Remain in God's presence. No more self-proclaimed righteousness. Ask God for forgiveness. Remain in his presence. Keep praying. I've shared with you people that I've been asking God to release me to go home. I didn't even know. I, let me, I will not use the word release. But like I've been praying. I say, Father, I want to go home. I want to go home. I've done everything humanly possible to go. It's not working out. Not only three years ago, God himself told me. Is it three or four years now? That was 2018. He said, have I ever abandoned you? Yeah, four years ago. He said, have I ever abandoned you? I said, no, Father. So wait. It's not yet time for you to go home. You will go at my time. I'm fixing something. I want you to go there and do something for me. I wonder the next time you go there, it will not just be a family visit. You are going to organize a revival. Did somebody hear that? I think this is the second, this is the second time I'm saying this. Yes. You will not just be having vacation like you used to have. No. You will see your family. You will see them. You are going to win souls for me. I'm putting everything in place. Be patient. Yes. Patience. We all need patience. Pray and ask God to give you a better life. A good home, a good car, a good husband. Whatever you, you so you desire. Ask him. But when you ask him, pray that let his will be done. Because his will is the best. When God gives you something, it doesn't come with sorrow. It doesn't come with problems. No. Remember, all good gifts come from God. Amen? Amen. All good gifts come from God. And he wants to give you the best. He wants to give you the best. So if you have listened to me today, harden not your heart. God says, stop self-proclaimed righteousness. Keep asking. And don't do things your own way because that your own way that seems to be good will lead to your destruction. Remain in God's presence. You are blessed. Amen. Your weak is blessed. You are healed. You who is sick. You are healed. 
you who need deliverance, may God come and deliver you in his sleep. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. You were seeking for a job. Father, make way for your child. Receive it. Receive your job. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Hmm. You who is pregnant, you will give birth like the Hebrew women. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. I cover you all. I cover myself with the precious blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. We shall not die. We shall live to testify of the goodness of God in our life. Yes, Lord. Father, we thank you. We bless your holy name. Father, chop off the head of every serpent spirit, every snake. Chop off their head. And send it back to the pit of hell where it belongs. In the mighty name of Jesus. Every arrow that the enemy is sending. We send it back to sender. In Jesus mighty name. Amen. I cover us all. With the precious blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. You are blessed. Go out. Spread love. Share love. I love you all. The God, love of God. Keep listening to the messages. Share them, invite somebody to listen to them, read your Bible, pray, fast, make it a happy to fast. Until we meet again, bye-bye.